Hello, this is the Talking Michigan Transportation Podcast. I'm Jeff Cranson, Director of Communications at the Michigan Department of Transportation. This week, I'm talking with Jesse Ball, MDOT's Social Media Coordinator, whose mix of just the facts answers with a touch of humor and mostly respect helps the department stay engaged on myriad questions that come our way each day. Jesse, thanks for taking time to do this and talk about uh, MDOT's social media presence. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me on. So let's start with you, just a little bit of background, uh, where you grew up in a sleepy Upper Peninsula community and uh, college and you know career before you came to MDOT. Um, yeah, I uh, grew up in the UP in a, a pretty small town called Trout Lake which is about 30 miles from the Mackinac Bridge. Um, interestingly enough, my my dad worked for the Chippewa County Road Commission growing up. Um, he worked out of the, the Trout Lake garage and lots of winters where he had to basically be out all night plowing. And uh, all that work and overtime actually helped put me through college, went to Michigan State in the uh, mid to late 90s and uh, ended up with a background in film and television. And I actually went to film school out in California in a university called Chapman University. And after about five years living out in California, I had enough of that and moved back to Michigan. A friend of mine worked in Traverse City at the uh, at one of the TV stations up there and got to work in Traverse City for a couple of years, which was great. And found my way back in Lansing working at a TV station. and. Um, that was when things were kind of changing from analog to digital and all of a sudden this social media thing started popping up and a friend of mine that I worked with at the Lansing station told me about the position at MDOT. He had actually interned at MDOT in the office communications and knew a few people there and he was really familiar with it and pointed me in that direction and I ended up getting the job. This was late 2008 just when Facebook and Twitter were really going mainstream and the department was looking for somebody to start dabbling in social media. So that was, you know, kind of how I got my job in that and just kind of hit the ground running. Um, it was new to me, new to everybody else. But the, the way that I looked at it was it made it easier for me to help people who had questions about MDOT and things that were going on because I didn't know everything. So I was learning along with them and it gave me an opportunity to ask questions of engineers and other people in the department about, you know, what they did. And I think that actually makes me a better person on social media for MDOT that I don't know everything. So I'm constantly looking for help <laughs> from everybody else and thankfully everybody provides it. So, you know, I'm very much an advocate for all of our followers and it's it's really worked out that way. Yeah, you can't overstate, uh, I think, the incredible responsiveness, whether it's our people in the Bureau of Planning or Bureau of Finance or the various engineering uh, people in a couple of different bureaus, whether it's construction or it's designing projects. They're all great about getting all of us the information that we need, both for the media and for the public. And um, I think, you know, <clears throat> in my days as a newspaper editor, with social media, um, I always felt like you're supposed to engage, you should engage, 
but it's often like uh, you're fighting guerrilla warfare because they know who you are. You're, you know, you're identified and, you know, who you work for is clearly identified. And yet the people you're dealing with could have fake profiles, could have fake names. Um, you know, you're marching in a straight line and they're shooting from behind rocks and trees and bushes. So um, how do you how do you feel about that? What gives you the patience to stay with these threads when people can be so so belligerent and and sometimes just just want to snipe really they're they're really not looking for you know facts or information yeah you know the the way i kind of look at it is for every person who clearly has uh, an agenda or just doesn't like mdot as far as i'm concerned and there's nothing scientific to back this up other than some feedback i've gotten you know for every one of those people there's about 15 20 or more people who are just kind of on the sidelines reading along in the threads that we have and um and we're told from time to time that you know the, these people really appreciate the information that we're sharing and that's kind of the way i look at it i'm not looking at it as i'm going back and forth with somebody who clearly just wants to argue I, i'm not arguing with them i'm having the conversation with them for the benefit of all the people who are just following along and don't really want to you know jump in they just want to learn and find out some of the information. And a lot of times, a lot of the questions we get are very repetitive because a lot of people have the same questions, the same misconceptions about the department. So, you know, I, I find myself having to give the same answer a lot, <laughs> which in some ways it makes my job easier. Um, but in other ways, it, it does get a little crazy that, you know, I, I'm answering the same questions all the time. But I have to remember, not every single person is on our page every day like I am. So while it's kind of monotonous and repetitive for me, for a lot of people, they're just getting the information for the first time. And fortunately, there have been times where in, in talking with some of these folks who came in with a, a negative attitude about MDOT, um, at the very least, sometimes I, I get their respect that, you know, I keep at it and I, and I provide them the information, no matter how snarky or angry they get. It's just all about just trying to help them and provide them with that information. And sometimes we, we do uh, turn critics into fans. It, it's happened well, a few well, times, and that's a good feeling. Yeah, absolutely. Some of the some I mean, some of the comments uh, make it all worthwhile, and <clears throat> I'm I'm glad to, that you share some of those with us, so that we know that there are people out there that uh, that appreciate what you're doing enough to to show us. I think. Um, one of the things that you know the reason that we feel this is important obviously is because without engagement social media would just be media right there'd be no social and it's really important that it's not a one-way thing that we have this this answer and that we show them that there's a real human being here taking your questions and answering them but given what has been exposed about facebook recently and what we know about it i think really what you're doing is what a lot of critics would say Facebook should be doing. And that's, you know, monitoring pages for misinformation and setting the record straight with facts. And they would say, well, we don't have the resources to do that. And maybe that's true, but then maybe you shouldn't, you know, allow the wild, wild west on your platform. Um, but we can't walk away and abandon it like some people have, you know, with their personal pages. We have to maintain this page. It's it's become a, a major source of engagement for the public across Michigan and even other states. Um, in fact, speaking of those compliments, I think I shared with you one I got from a friend of mine in, in Arizona a couple weeks ago who happened to be looking at our page and just uh, paid you incredible kudos for 
the job you do and the responsiveness. But it, at what point do you decide sometimes, OK, I've given this person everything I can and I, I got to move on? Yeah, you know, it's <laughs> if it gets to be two or three days, that, that's a little long. Um, you know, a lot of it has to do with with anything else, just time and resources. Um, I'm also the the proofreader for the department. So um, some days I have more time than others to to really engage back and forth with folks. Um, if I'm just too busy with proofing, you know, I I got to get that done first. Um, but, you know, like I said, it's it's not so much as just feeding this back and forth. A lot of people say don't feed the trolls. But, you know, if somebody is going to be consistently posting incorrect information, I'm going to share the correct information. And, you know, it's it, it does get frustrating that you do have some folks who clearly have an axe to grind and they just don't want to drop it. But the way I look at it is sometimes these threads get so long, you know, even if I have addressed some of the um, the incorrect information that's been posted, it gets lost in those threads and a lot of people just don't read through it all. So I feel that, you know, I have an obligation to to kind of you know bump the thread up so to speak with the facts and uh you know eventually what's great about some of our followers is they jump into our defense and and kind of help quell the, the the madness sometimes as it were um you know last yeah, week we, yeah. we had a thread where um a lot like you said a lot of people were jumping to our defense a lot of people were complimenting the way that we were handling people and uh it is interesting how how those folks really help out sometimes. Yeah, and I think it's it's important too to draw that distinction because I know there are people who would say you're just encouraging them, you're feeding the trolls, but there really is a difference between feeding the trolls and you know letting a fire burn uncontrollably. And if you don't get the facts out there, uh, somebody is going to tune into the page and they're going to assume some crazy thing that some person alleged must be true. So exactly. Yeah, yeah. Silence can be uh, taken as confirmation, and uh, and I'm not silent. <laughs> but you you know you try to like I think in this most recent uh, thread, this ongoing chaos over you know mumble strips and people venting their anger, and you know every armchair engineer in the in the state it seems like weighed in, um, and one of them joked that you know you must be a computer or a bot and you said uh, i just point out that a bot would never say that van halen was better with sammy but i so will <laughs> so um, tell me where that came from um that happened one time actually uh on twitter a few months ago um a couple guys were accusing our twitter page of being a bot and that, it just popped into my head it's like what is something that a bot would never say what is something that Almost universally, a lot of people, you know, make a distinction between this was better with this than that. And I always thought about, you know, Van Halen with David Lee Roth and Sammy Hagar. You, a lot of people always point to, well, you know, the original Van Halen was the best with David Lee Roth. And I grew up in the 80s. I was born in the mid 70s. And when I was coming of age with music, all I knew was, I, I was aware of David Lee Roth, you know, in the early days of MTV, but, you know, the, the Sammy Hagar days were the best. And I and it just popped in my head. It's like, oh, okay, I know how to stir this up <laughs> and make it abundantly clear that this is not a bot pre-programmed with, you know, what people assume to be 
the the quote unquote popular thing or truth or whatever. And um, so I just shared that on there as kind of like a throwaway haha gag. And all of a sudden, the, the thread just <laughs> went off in a whole new direction, in a positive direction, which was great. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think, uh, yeah, it cracked me up. So talk a little bit about that most re recent, uh, you know, I don't know what you would call it, conversation. <laughs> how, how many comments did uh, did you get up to on this this whole mumble strip issue? Uh, the mumble strip one, I think, and it's still going. Uh, <laughs> it was like up to like 850, 860, something like that. Well, what was funny was that we also had a, another thread about the I-275 project that uh, was kind of blown up at the same time. So it got to the point where I was like having to, when I was responding to people, I had to kind of go back through and make sure I was responding to the right thing. Right, right, right. <laughs> so that's... But, yeah, <laughs> but I think that's 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 the thing about this is that I think people they want to get their opinion out there. And then when you tell them, no, that's not quite right. For the most part, they accept that. But then they'll start on something else. And then that takes you down another rabbit hole and you you stay with them. Um, do you find personal satisfaction in that? Um, I, I do um, that. I'm able to to get the correct information out there. Uh, what's interesting about that is the, you know, the whole reason why the department wanted to start this page was, you know, as you know, um, media continues to get more and more fragmented and getting, um, sometimes getting our message out there through the media, they, they just weren't covering a lot of, you know, information that we were putting out there. So, you know, with, with Facebook and Twitter, that's why we have it to get that information out, to get the facts out. So, you know, to be able to respond directly to people and actually have people say, well, thanks, you know, I never knew that, that that's good information. Thank you so much. You know, that, that is fulfilling to, to know that that's my job and it's, it's actually working <laughs> and I'm doing, you know, what I'm supposed to be here to do. And, you know, a lot of people, it's like, they, they just don't know because there's so much information out there, a lot of misinformation that you know sometimes when they're asking questions they're you know they're not being malicious about it or, or snarky they, they just really don't know so having these pages is so vitally important you know i, I know that social media has, has kind of taken a dark turn in, in recent years but by keeping at it and staying with just the facts uh, you know, I, from what I've seen, a lot of people really respect the fact that that we we are continuing on. We haven't, you know, bowed out like some places have shut down their Facebook and Twitter pages. And the fact that we've kind of soldiered on and kept it going, you know, that that's really fulfilling. And to have people, um, you know, in the last couple of weeks tell us that we're doing a good job, that, that really does feel good. Yeah. And I think that um, I think it is important for us, especially there's no there's no state department that touches people from the minute they leave their door until the minute they get home every day, the way transportation does. And it's just, it's accepted that people are always gonna be second guessing, questioning, uh, whether it's the city street department or the county road commission or or the state department of transportation. They're gonna, it's so wide open. You drive by, you see the work, it's also transparent. You're bound to have frustrations and form opinions. And I think that, this is the best of what Facebook and Twitter for that matter can be in terms of setting the record straight and, and showing that kind of responsiveness. So um, 
I know it. I know it is appreciated by the right people, and I think that uh, knowing how to mix in facts with a little bit of humor sometimes also makes the page worth visiting. Um, is there anything else you'd want to say about about the job, and you know why you think it's uh, it's so important? Even as you mentioned, um, social media, Facebook especially, is you know really under the gun right now. Yeah, you know, like you mentioned with Facebook saying that they just don't have the resources to to fact check and things like that, it just kind of puts the onus on us even more as a department to make sure that all the information that we put out is as accurate as possible. And, you know, really the, the job that I do, I depend on the entire department. I depend on our transportation service centers keeping my drive up to date. Um, making sure that all the projects that are happening are still labeled on there because I, I, I do get a lot of questions like what's going on with this project what's going on with that project so you know my drive is an important tool for that and it's only as good as the information that it has posted on there and also just being able to get in touch with all of our engineers across the state getting information on projects uh, anything you know we get a lot of questions like well what's going to happen with this road and, you know, I look at our five-year plan website, and if it's not there, I, I go to the TSEs and find out from engineers if it's on our radar. It really is a team effort to get all of this information out. So, you know, if I didn't have that kind of support, I, I wouldn't be able to do anything. So it's, it's great to, to have that kind of support and teamwork from the entire department of, I don't know, what is it, 2,600 employees or so? It's, yeah. you know, it's a lot of people that, that make this possible. It's made you a skilled researcher and uh, somebody that you know knows where the resources are, so you can get the information quickly. And uh, yeah, I think that you know, <laughs> with the governor's bonding plan and even more road work planned the next couple of years, you know, your job's only going to be busier. <laughs> so, uh, but since you you did give a plug to my drive, why don't you just talk for a little bit about what my drive is, in case somebody's listening that doesn't know what that means. Oh, yeah, that's uh, our website at michigan.gov slash drive uh, has a whole map of the entire state of uh, all the state routes, uh, the IM and US routes that MDOT is responsible for. And that is a very frequent thing I have to remind people about of what MDOT handles versus local roads. And if I don't have information for a local road, I at least give them the contact information for the, the county or city road agency that they need to get a hold of. And uh, my drive just has all the, the current projects listed on the map, uh, up, upcoming projects. And it's really just a, a snapshot of what's happening right now. And, and it's not just construction projects, it's it's also uh, traffic incidents, crashes, whatnot. Cameras. And, oh, I'm sorry, what's that? Cameras, I say. Oh yes, and the cameras too. Uh, a lot of people depend on those. And when they're out, they let us know. <laughs> Um, and also it's got the, um, the traffic speeds to kind of give you an idea of how traffic's moving throughout the area. So it's really an important tool for everybody. And, you know, it's kind of grown as we've also grown our social media following, um, by being able to use that and point people in that direction. So we really do feed off of, of each other that way. And it's just, you know, without my drive, you know, that <laughs> I wouldn't have had the answers that I'm that I'm looking for for people. Well, thanks, Jesse. Thanks for taking time to let people get to know you a little bit about you and why you do what you do. I really appreciate it. Great. Thank you. Thank you again for listening to this week's edition of the Talking Michigan Transportation podcast. I would like to thank Randy Doubler and Corey Petey for engineering this week's podcast. 
To subscribe to show notes and more, go to Apple Podcasts and search for Talking Michigan Transportation.